Hello everybody, uh, Paul Corbett here from Charles Fairman Company. Uh, we're on another one of our roadshow blogs this afternoon, podcasts, whatever you want to call them. Um, great to have everybody uh, with us. Um, I hope you'll join me in welcoming Nigel Gibbons from uh, Chris Malt. Hi Nigel, how are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Welcome all. Well done, well done. And for those of the people outside listening who don't know Nigel, uh, do you want to just give us a brief introduction to yourself? Yeah, so uh, as Paul said, uh, Chris Maltings, and uh, I'm, I'm responsible for the uh, the southern area. So I'm an account manager for, for the southern area. Very good, very good. And I've known Nigel for quite some time. It must be 20 years, Nigel. Is it that long? How long have you been in the industry? Oh, 2002, I think we first met. And there you go. Oh, what date was it? <laughs> I don't know. I think we look quite different. <laughs> yeah, so nearly 20 years then, nearly That's 20 it. years. Very good. Um, well, just really wanted to touch today on a few things, Nigel, and really talk about Crisp and yourself and what you're doing. Obviously, things have changed quite rapidly over the last, well, rapidly, quite fast initially over the, the last 12 months. This time last year, um, we were well, just over 12 months this year, we were looking at lockdowns and um, a whole industry changing. And the culture of the industry, I think, changed somewhat as well. Um, have you seen anything that's uh, changing? Are you feeling any changes within the industry of how things are working? Yeah, very, very much so. Um, I think we saw glimpses of change already, but I think I think the situation has really accelerated it. And just talking to people over the last two to three months, it's noticeable that um, it's noticeable that people are putting in more canning lines. They're obviously investing in in, in the websites. Online sales are going well, and I think I think it's true to say that those people who were proactive uh, are actually doing quite well albeit the second lockdown has been very, very tough for everybody. But um, I, th I think that's been very positive. And, and the whole experience has given people an opportunity just to take a step back and to think how they can improve. And certainly as a company, that, that's one of the things that, that we've been doing. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, look, looking at it overall, I think it gave everybody a chance to sort of rethink about the, the way things were being done how they do them and what we could do to improve. I think that's the same in, in, in most businesses. So it's been quite an interesting time from that point of view. Um, so uh, what sort of things have you have you seen change? Have you, uh, I suppose um, social media is one thing and marketing and that sort of thing, that sort of changed quite rapidly over the first couple of months. Uh, absolutely, and as a company, we've, we've been restructuring. So we're much more focused on marketing and not just improving ourselves, but how we can help our customers and build those relationships, but, but in practical terms. Yeah. So for example, we've put some very good technical webinars out there. We've employed additional staff to help with technical problems, but also um, very much focused on new product development. So. I think we were talking about how culture has changed. I don't think, bizarrely with Brexit, I think in some some respects, we, the, the drinking style is more European in that people will maybe drink less, but they'll appreciate it more. And as a result of that, we're, we're, we're looking at more new product development, uh, developing flavors, and um, just giving us an opportunity to differentiate ourselves, but also for our customers to look at different ideas. So are these are these new products varieties or are they new products as in new products that you're developing from the malt to give extra flavor to the beer? 
Yeah, well, that, that's a combination of both. So I think we've been very brave with our new uh, RevTech roasting plant, and that'll give us tremendous opportunity to develop new products. Um, but also with the heritage range, um, that, that's particularly exciting, the uh, traditional outlook, but modern thinking. So we have the Chevalier, which was the predecessor to Marisotta with the multi intense flavors. But we also have the Hannah, which was the first beer like uh, first barley used for Pilsner beer. And then the, uh, the Pluma Jarcha. So, you know, if you're, if you're looking for something different, then, um, you know, I'd certainly have a look at those. Yeah, those are interesting because those are, with them being older varieties, um, I'm going back to a long time ago now where I used to work in the uh, agricultural industry on, on, on the farm side of things a bit more. Uh, they were all varieties that grew with long stems and fell over very easy in the in the windy weather at uh, at harvest time. Are those still are those still problems with the, those? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. Farmers' nightmares in some respects, albeit the combines can get a lot lower. So, you know, if they are blown over, then it's it's not as bad as it would have been in the sixties and seventies. But it's 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 mostly yield. You know, the, the yields aren't very good, and of course. One of the reasons that a lot of the, the barley um, growing companies are moving to spring varieties is because the yield is better. And, you know, so you're talking tons per acre. And, yeah. and as a result, things like the Marisotta, it's all grown under contract. And uh, it really emphasizes that we, we need to support those farmers to continue to and, and pay them a premium. Yeah, yeah, I must admit, um contracting ahead and, and, and making sure you've got those hops, uh, those hops or malt con barley contracted is very key. It's key in our industry as well on the hop side to make sure, particularly now with growers so much on their back foot, we're asking growers this year to reduce the volumes of hops that they grow. And they're saying, well, if we do that, how do we get back into the production when we start to go? I mean, it's not like barley where you can plant it every year, I guess. Um, with, with the hops, they're in the ground all the time. So if we reduce the, the yields or the acreage this year, takes a long time to get those going again. But uh, overall, I think farms are uh, being very good. I mean, they're helping to share some of the pain that we're we're feeling, I think, as, as brewers and uh, within the industry itself, generally, pubs and everything like that. So I think, um, you know, there's there's uh, there's lots of ways that the growers are helping, and I think that's really good. But I think the one way we can help them is to bring in new contracts further out, just to make sure that they, uh, on, they know that these hops or barley are going to be needed and and can be grown successfully into the future. Yeah, and it's it's like most things in life, it's about good communication. And wh wh whereas I think farmers used to be wary of maltsters and maltsters wary of brewers, I think everybody's talking to each other more. And mm. I think that's beneficial because we all, we all like to be confident that um, we're going to make a living and we have confidence in who we work with. And and yeah, that, that, that that's improved massively in recent yeah. years. I think social media has also helped that, hasn't it? With uh, um, the information flow, people can get hold of so much information so quickly now. And um, as you said earlier, in the marketing, becoming more marketing orientated, getting yourself out onto social media, doing more of these sort of um, podcasts and blogs is very important. People can learn about what you're doing and how you're doing it. One of the things Charlie says to me all the time is, oh, we do so many great things here at Ferrans, but we don't tell anybody about it. And I'm sure that must be the same, same at Chris. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think that's true of much of the industry. But, um, you know, whether you love or hate BrewDog, and, you know, I'm, I'm quite an admirer in many respects, is that 
they've taken they've taken the brand to another level. They've taken communication to another level, and it's noticeable recently how. Yeah, with the hand sanitizers and one of the two other projects, they're, they're you know they're, they're doing a very good job in in promoting themselves and promoting the industry. Yeah, absolutely, and we've all got to do a bit more of that, eh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. yeah, absolutely. Um, so, good. Uh, in terms of um, uh, these new these varieties, then uh, Chevalier, Hannah, and Plumes Archer, are, are there many people using those at the moment? Is that just just starting to grow back again, or are they are they being grown? For a while now and people are starting to hear more about them because we, we we're promoting them a bit more yeah well we i think we to be honest we were a little bit slow in promoting them initially but then it came about by chris just purchasing six individual grains some three maybe four years ago now and from those we propagated 300 tons of the chevalier by year three i believe it was and um but being backed up by the new marketing department then yeah we're, we're, we're putting something together now to, to, to really promote it because it is a wonderful story mm. and uh, it, it's a story that deserves to be told and uh and we're backing it up with some recipes and some promote promotional material and um, yeah it's really exciting fantastic fantastic now we all know the the the, the advantages of marisotto um some people say perceived advantages and not necessarily actually there but are, you know, are they the similar, similar sort of symptoms in um, in uh, when you're using symptoms is the wrong word, isn't it? But similar sort of uh, um, benefits when you're using Chevalier, Hannah, and Plumage Archer. Do you get similar sort of flavours to Maris Otter, or are they easier to brew with? Uh, what's the advantage of using them? Well, people always say that Maris Otter is forgiving, and mm. uh, I think there is there's definitely truth in that. Um, the Chevalier is very similar. That the Hannah being a lager malt will obviously be different in terms mm. of the nitrogen nitrogen levels being higher um, but, but yeah I mean effectively they're different and one of the things we've been doing at crisp is we've been producing things like malt teas where you really strip it down to the the, 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 the basics of the grain and the flavors that it brings and um, yeah, I'd recommend that any of the brewers actually try that or, or visit crisp and, 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 and we can arrange a, a trial like that because the flavours really do stand out and, and the body of the beer really stands out. So I think before you before you make a decision as to which malts you should really be using, you know, just just run these basic trials and decide what sort of flavours, what sort of beers, um, what sort of malts will really suit your beers and, and your target market. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think malt tends to get forgotten a little bit. Everybody talks about the hops, which of course they should. Absolutely. Um, but, <laughs> but, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but some of those malt flavors do get forgotten a little bit. And um, it's nice to see these days quite a lot of uh, new beers coming onto the market, the stags, the porters, you know, a little bit stronger, a bit more character and flavor in them. And people are really starting to appreciate those. I must admit, it's part of my home at home drinking, we've done a lot more experimenting with uh, darker beers and certainly higher gravity beers and it's been great fun and I've I've learned to become a lover of the the, the higher gravity stronger flavors and, and age beers as well it's just great to try those isn't it yeah well they, they all lend, you know whether it's a hoppy beer or a multi beer they all lend themselves to this amazing journey that we've been on and um, you don't you don't want the consumer to be bored with either you know anything that creates conversation and enthusiasm has got to be good for everybody Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, 
talking about um, you know working on on different projects throughout the, the the period. I mean, one of the things we found is that we we we're trying to get more environmentally friendly, trying to see how we can work on that. We're looking at a project at the moment. Are you doing anything along that line? Yeah, well, we're 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 actually looking to employ a consultant to to work with us on the environmental matters because, Chris, we do an awful lot, but but again, we don't really shout about it. Yeah. Um. I mean, one. I mean, this isn't so much crisp. It's it's um it's a concern of mine, but I think there's far too much wrapping and and and, and mm -hmm. packaging waste in the industry, and it would be wonderful if if the industry could work together at, at looking at ways of reducing that. Um. I think individually it's very difficult for companies but if if the if the industry supported each other we, we could make a real difference there and, and we're at Chris we're certainly looking at ways in which we we, we can influence that yeah and, and and likewise here I mean in the uh, in the states at the moment we're working very closely with uh, different suppliers over there and also in the UK on the, the the laminate laminate bags that we use and the foil bags that we use to pack our hops in and hopefully once some stage before too long, we'll see some of those that we can be recycled because that is a big Achilles heel that we've got at the moment is the recycling of those bags isn't possible. All the boxes and the cartons are all OK, but the, the bags need to be more work on. And that's something we're putting a lot of effort into at the moment, which is got to be the right thing to do. And also buying locally, I suppose that's another thing that uh, brewers uh, can consider. Um, not uh, uh, not everybody buys their hops, all their malt locally. There's, there's a good opportunity there for people to look at that, I guess. No, absolutely. And, um, you know, traditionally we've bought the majority of our barley locally. Uh, we can go further afield. And indeed, this year when the harvest was, uh, wasn't as strong as previous years, we, we had the advantage of getting barley in from the M4 corridor, but also bringing some low nitrogen down from Scotland as well. Okay. So, yeah. That's an advantage that, that, that we have that not everybody has. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think uh, all these little tweaks that we don't necessarily talk about on a day daily basis are all good to bring up and uh, let people know about. I think, um, you know, there are so many exciting things to look forward to, hopefully, when this lockdown lifts and getting back out into uh, the, the normal world again and starting to see the business grow again. Because I think everybody in the industry, whether you're doing well on cans and bottles or not, I, I think everybody's taken some sort of a hit. Um, so it is it is quite difficult. And I think there have been quite a few customers that have been struggling during these times. And I think one of the things that um, um, is important is to try and work with those customers to get through the, those difficult periods and then come out the other side, hopefully all, all working together. Have you, have you done much work on that? Yeah, we've done an awful lot. I mean, not, not just with regards to the webinars and the blogs and the recipe um, libraries, but, but just talking to people, it's, it's been very noticeable that people do appreciate the phone call. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an opportunity. It's not, but I mean, it can be largely positive, but there are concerns, some of them are monetary to be perfectly frank. Mm -hmm. But I think providing you continue to talk and you're honest with each other, then most good businesses will want to work something out. Yeah. So whether it is whether it is a credit control issue or, or, or whether it's something like, I mean, Crisp have been collecting malt um, because we appreciate that it's money that's just stagnant at the moment and not doing anything, um, sending half pallets. Yeah, just, just little things. Yeah, I think to appreciate help. small things, but... You know, it's showing an understanding and, and, and trying to help people through through a difficult time. 
Yeah, and I know one of the things that we've been really uh, happy to, to, to help with has been stocking the malt here, the crisp malt here at Ferrums, and, you know, stacking on a couple of boxes of hops and some yeast and some finings um, on top of a pallet of malt has really been quite handy for quite a lot of brewers um, in difficult times. And just having one place to go to and one delivery to receive and, and pay for it makes it quite easy. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I'd like to take this opportunity to gen you know, generally say thank you to you and your team for, for providing an excellent service. Um, That's very kind, so, yeah, well, We do our best. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we've known each other for many years and, you know, you, you provide a very good service and, and the service you provide reflects well upon us as a company as well. And, uh, and and you too offer you know a great deal of technical assistance and uh, you help help. I think I think it's true to say that a lot of businesses, when they're their smallest and possibly at their most vulnerable, they they do need that support and the arm around them at times. And and you know that's a big part of that as to what you do. Yeah, absolutely. We we do our best with that. Try and keep everybody uh, moving forward and lots of technical advice, as you say, with our brewers on board as well. And. We can always turn to you guys as well if we need um, more technical and uh, in-depth stuff. So it's it's all it's all a good combination. I mean, I think our customers um, out there listening will be very aware of that. But if you if you aren't as a customer, please get in touch um, with either Chris Malt or Charles Farm. Um, how can people get in touch with you directly, Nigel? Is it best to get in touch with Chris directly or go through the website? What's the best uh, the best option for that? Uh, well, all three options are good. Um, yeah. I mean, I, uh, in terms of telephone numbers, they're very welcome to have my mobile telephone number. But um, to ensure that you do get to speak to somebody straight away, then probably the, the Chris main telephone number. Main office, which is on the website. Yes, it's yeah. on the website. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's great, Nigel. Well, um, it's been great catching up with you. Um, always good to talk. And hopefully one day soon we'll be able to enjoy a beer together as well um, with our customers at the same time. And, um, and perhaps have a beer on a webinar instead well, of... Well, absolutely, of looking forward to it. And, you know, as much as anything, I'm looking forward to getting out visiting the breweries, which has always been a, an enjoyable part of the, 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 the job. And uh, But, yeah, I would like to take this opportunity, on, not just for myself, but for Chris, uh, you know, just to wish everybody well, all of the brewers out there and, and, and the industry as a whole. And, uh, yeah, look look forward to catching up with everybody. Yeah, I think likewise from from, from us two at Ferrum. So... Uh... Well, thank you, Nigel. It's been great catching up and um, we'll catch up again soon, no doubt. Um, in, uh, and if you've got any other bits and pieces that you want to contact Nigel about, please do. Uh, him and his team are there waiting for you for your inquiries. So thanks, everybody. And we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.